Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Cricket is always part of our team, and uh, part of uh, New Zealand cricket is, of course, the CEO, the boss. He's been in the the gig for a long time, actually. Must be uh, coming up 10, 12, maybe in 13 years for David White in the role. So it's been long, it's been busy, and it's never been busier than it is right now. Good morning, David White. Uh, Thanks for joining us this morning. Morning, Smithy. No, it's not 13. It's nine years, actually. <laughs> oh, is it nine? Seem longer to you, nine. Nine years. Yeah. <laughs> I bet at times it seemed longer than you to you as well, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, okay, uh, let... yeah, it's an interesting one. It is, and that's very interesting at the moment with having to deal with what's going on around the world. Uh, you uh, sit alongside so many and uh, administrators who are trying to juggle teams here, left, right, and centre. Uh, there's a busy time ahead for the Black Caps with these tours coming up to the subcontinent areas, which of course uh, have had their COVID problems like the rest of the world. Um, it's interesting that uh, you've been able to come up with these combinations, over 30 players across three squads. Logistically, just how tough did uh, the selectors find it and you guys find it having to put them in those particular zones? Well, first and foremost, Smithy, I think um, it's very important that Cricket continues. Um, you know, both Bangladesh and Pakistan toured New Zealand last year. So uh, for us to reciprocate and play international cricket is, is very important to keep that going. So, um, you know, it's been it's been challenging with COVID and it's not getting easier, to be quite frank. But, and we've seen signs over the last 12 months of the impact of the, of the, um, the bubble environments on both our players and support staff. So... We're, we're, we're managing their workload. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but um, our guys, uh, the Black Caps, leave next week to go to Bangladesh and actually get out of managed isolation on the 23rd of December. So that's the rest of the year they're touring. So it's very important that we manage the workload of everyone. That's why um, the selectors have come up with the squads that they have, and, and we're delighted, actually. Um, I think it's really showing a lot of depth now. And I think uh, what the team did in England this year um, showed that depth. So we, we're excited about the tour and excited about bringing some new players on board. The, the Mace tour, how, how did that go overall? I heard stories of queues around the blocks and all sorts of things, which is a wonderful thing. Um, well, it, it's just, I mean, we're, here we are in the middle of winter. We've just had the Olympics. But to see cricket still in the headlines must uh, really please you. Yeah, the most tour was fantastic. Um, unfortunately, we, you know, it was a bit of a whistle-stop tour, so we couldn't do the whole country. But 
but we have set up a system where the rest of the country can see the mace um, throughout the summer. Um, but we had huge queues um, throughout the country and a lot of excitement and interest. And it just shows you that, you know, test, test cricket is strong and there's a real passion in New Zealand for test cricket. Uh, one of the, the, the new men to come in in terms of the coaching staff is a, a name that not many will know too much about, Glenn Pocknell, who's uh, uh, he's in, in charge of Wellington at the moment. Tell us a wee bit about Glenn and, and what you see in him uh, with this pretty important tour that he's leading. Well, Glenn's a career coach. And, and one thing I think that you know we have done well over the years is we've, um, we've brought coaches on who are well-established and have kind of earned their stripes right from community up to elite. So he's one of those coaches. Um, He's really doing a fantastic job now with Wellington. Um, And I think it's very important that we invest in our New Zealand coaches, we invest in the domestic talent that we've got. And um, it's really shown dividends for us over the last five or six years. Wadi, the, obviously the big goal at the end of the year is the T20 World Cup uh, in uh, the UAE, Dubai, etc., those areas. Um, so that was the one I guess you had to nail down first as the priority. Yeah, so we've actually got our two major priorities this winter are exactly that, the T20 World Cup. And then after the World Cup, we then go to India and play two test matches. So... So those two test matches against India are also of equal priority for us as we commence the next cycle of the World Test Championship. But that that is reflected in the selection and um, our test squad will be uh, announced within the next few weeks. Why do you've also managed to find a window to release uh, your IPL players. Uh, A lot of people around the country sort of, I still think they raise their eyebrows about that kind of thing. but um, just explain why it's so important for those players. You know, the financial side of the things is obvious to set yourself up, etc. But why, why you always look, if you can, to accommodate the IPL? Well, we, we take a pragmatic approach to it. Um, just like you say, it's, you know, it can be challenging. But ever since it started in 2008, uh, New Zealand cricket has allowed its players to play in the IPL. It does provide them the opportunity to play at it at a strong level, but and also receive some additional remuneration. There's no hiding from that. Our players don't get paid the same amount as some of the big countries, but it is a way to supplement their income. And um, like I said, we take a pragmatic approach to it. And it, I don't believe it's impacted on our international performance. In fact, I think in some areas it's enhanced it. Well, certainly it... it uh... From a player's point of view, okay, you know, obviously there's money to be made out of it, but the uh, opportunity, a very rare opportunity to, to learn, uh, to, to pass on information, uh, uh, you know, with the experienced players like Williamson and Bolton Co. Uh, but for the younger guys who are lucky enough to get a gig there, um, the ability and the opportunity to learn, um, you probably can't put a price on some of that. Oh, and I think a great example of that, Smithy, is um, Jamison playing with Coley. Um, you know, um, for, you know, formed a, a nice bond and um, respectful relationship. And but just to learn from those players is, is a great opportunity. What well, are you and I? Um, we we toured together to Pakistan in 1990, but uh, since that time there hasn't been a lot of action for New Zealand in Pakistan or Pakistan at home for anybody. To be fair, so uh, I guess it's pleasing um, uh, that we can get back to Pakistan from your point of view. 
I think for international cricket, I think it's uh, it's a real positive. Gee, it's been tough for them over a number of years now. For them to not be able to play at home, uh, you know, for their fans and the development of the players has been challenging. So I think for global cricket, I think it's a real positive. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to the tour. Um, it's a challenging place, um, but um, I think it's a real positive for international cricket. 9.14 here on SENZ, talking to CEO of New Zealand Cricket, uh, David White. Um, Whitey, let's look at uh, what's coming up at home this year. Uh, the schedule that, um, all going well, uh, is in place for the Black Caps. Yeah, so we're working through that with the government at the moment, just securing MIQ spots. So we've, we've obviously got our international programme, plus we've also got the Women's World Cup, which is a, a big focus. But we host test matches against um, Bangladesh and South Africa, short form against South Africa, um, and also the Netherlands. Uh, they're coming over to play in the um, Cricket World Cup qualifying rounds, the, the one-day games. And... Um, and we're also, you know, it's quite a fluid situation at the moment, to be quite honest. And we're looking, always looking for more opportunities to get quality teams into New Zealand, and, and that's ongoing as we go. So it, it's uh, it's August now. Um, this world that we live in is it changes by the day. So um, we're hopeful that by um, the end of this month, early September, we'll have a confirmed program. Well, that, uh, it's interesting you mentioned the, the, the Women's World Cup. I mean, you know, obviously postponed put back um, and of course we're, you know, we've got a side that are privileged and a country privileged to host it. Uh, logistically though, there you go, I mean I won't say the word nightmare but it's got to be bloody tough to, to put all that together at the moment. Oh I know it is and um, you know as much as been said about MIQ places and spots but um, it's been run by a separate entity. Um, uh, you know, which we're you know closely involved, of course, but um, working closely with the government on on these uh, MIQ spaces and also having um, facilities available for them to train as well, um, if they are an MIQ, um, is, is challenging. But um, we'll find a way. Um, we found a way last summer, and we'll just keep working closely with the government and the cricket network. Will rally together, and I'm sure that we'll have a compelling season next year. Uh, why do you? Uh, we're, we're jokingly, I think, speculating. Uh, well, some people might be serious about the NRL final being played at Eden Park, transferring that whole Australian competition, the, the finale of that, because of the fact that we can have crowds, we can have sellout crowds, and we're so privileged in this country. Have there been any thoughts or any inquiries from overseas about uh, other competitions being played here? Um, we, when COVID first was introduced, there was, but I think what's happened. Um, the challenges around getting beds and MIQ is a real issue. And, and, the, and the government's got a difficult position where they're balancing Kiwis coming home and other people coming home, you know, the horticulture sector, et cetera, with sports teams. So it, it, it's very complex. And um, we're working closely with the government on that, but it, it is not straightforward and um, quite, quite a challenging act for the government, to be quite honest. What do you, uh, one of the other issues uh, I'd love to talk to you a, a wee bit about is um, is this issue of pressure on athletes these days. And, of course, in the last 24 hours, we've heard some terrible news come out of cycling. But you've had uh, to experience it to a lesser degree, thank God, uh, with two of your uh, female players, high-profile players, just taking a step back from the game for a while. What kind of measures... What kind of measures do you now have to put in place as, you know, as an administrator that perhaps weren't even considered 
five years ago, ten years ago? Oh, it's, um, you know, it's just terrible, um, the situation overnight, and feel for the family um, and friends. Just, um, you know, it's just a terrible situation. But what we've done is I think our, our tour schedule has reflected that, um, the challenges that athletes and support staff are facing. Um, we've seen signs over the past 12 months of challenges and impact on athletes and support staff. Therefore, we are, um, we're really sharing the load this, this winter. That's why we, we're, you know, 32 players and we're still going to announce a test squad and we're using a number of support staff. So... So that's the immediate uh, that we've got. But we've also set up a system with the Players Association um, where um, they are getting, the the athletes and support staff are getting very strong independent support in terms of um, well-being and and also professional development. So so when the players go on tour, we will have um, very strong support for them, a support network both on tour and at home where all the players will be connecting to their support systems and we've spent a lot of time in planning on this with the Players Association and our and our medical professionals to ensure that our athletes and support staff are well supported and well looked after because Smithy, it's tough now. Um, you know, not only is the pressure of playing at that level but the complication and then the overlay of covid makes it even more difficult. So, um, you know, we've, I think we're well prepared. Um, so I, I think we're in a really reasonably strong position, but we cannot take anything for granted. Yeah, it is, it's very sombre, it's very sobering. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people just, you know, look at our teams on the field and say, OK, they got there, or, you know, they came up through the ranks and et cetera. But when you consider, um, you know, the... These are jobs now. These are these are just not sports. These are these are jobs. These are commitment to the future for yourself, for your family, etc. And a hell of a lot more hinges on it these days. It seems from the outside anyway that um, uh, that the pressures uh, can get um, too much too much for some people. I mean, I, and I'm not just uh, saying this about women's sport. The men, I'm sure, feel a lot of pressure uh, about you know the future uh, after cricket. And that, that, they're the fringe-type players I'm talking about who have no guarantees. Yeah, absolutely. And it's quite interesting, Smith, we've just completed the um, the annual survey of the Cricket Players Association um, for men and women. And what was really pleasing, what is really pleasing now is that this year 44% of the players have uh, achieved a tertiary qualification. So what's happening now is the players are studying and working towards their future while they're playing. If you go back 10 or 15 years, those numbers would be nowhere near that. So I think our system is developing. It's not perfect yet. But if we can ensure that our players are preparing for the future so that and they're not defined just as cricketers, they're defined you know, as the people that they are and they get qualifications and set themselves up for life, then um, I think we're doing our job. Um, as opposed to just treating them solely as cricketers. Yeah, well, Wadi, I think you're doing your job uh, in a lot of areas, actually. Um, uh, it sounds like you've got uh, the back room pretty well covered, but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we're performing on the field and we are one of the most respected cricketing nations, if not the most, uh, and probably the side that every other country in the world wants to see on their shores at the moment. Um, hey, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, obviously, it's going pretty well at uh, the head office. 
Uh, and let's look forward to uh, some, some more cricket involving New Zealand teams and some successful days ahead. Thank you so much. Brilliant, Smithy. Thank you for your support. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.